With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Baba Kamadaf Vav, page 6. We begin at the very top line, the last word, Hatzara Shabbat We said in the Mishnah that there's a common denominator in all of them. Lasuye Mai, what is this coming to, to include? Amar Abayabai says like this, Lasuye Avna Sakinu Masoi Shenichem Beresh Gagoi. It's coming to include a case where you have your, your stone or your knife or your package that you left them on top of the roof. And they fell down with a regular wind, meaning a, a wind that you could expect that it would come, and then they caused damage. Hey, Chidami, what's the case? If they caused damage as they were flying down, then it's exactly the same thing as the concept of the damage of Eish, of fire. What's the difference between fire? We have some kind of other power that's mixed in within it, and it's your money, it's something that you own, and it's incumbent upon you to watch it. So this too also is a similar case where you have some other power that's mixed in, the wind is, is blowing it down, it's your thing, and it's incumbent upon you to watch it. So rather, what were we going to say? When did it cause damage? Not while it was in flight, but rather after it fell down. So if you had made it ownerless, whether according to Rav or Shmuel, it's exactly the same thing as the concept of the pit that caused damage. What's the difference between a pit that it originally was placed in a place where it can cause damage, it's your value, and it's something that you need to watch. This too has a characteristic that it was originally placed in a place where it can cause damage, it's your money, it's upon you to watch it. So rather, we're talking about a case you didn't make it have you didn't make it ownerless. Lishmuel the Amar Kulami Berlamanu, according to Shmuel says that we learn it out from the pit, Hainu Bor. So then it's exactly the same thing as Bor, like we said. The Mar says, hold on a second. Really I'll tell you that you in fact did make it Hafkar its ownerless. Because it's not similar to Bor. It's not similar to a pit. In regards to a uh, the Hezek, the damage caused by a pit, there's no other force that's involved in causing the damage. But in our case where you have a stone or a knife or a package that were left on top of your roof and they fell down. So until it fell down, until it was blown by the wind, so it wasn't going to cause damage. So there's some other force that's involved. So we can prove from fire that there we see that there's another force involved, which is the wind, and nevertheless you're still going to be high, you're still going to have an obligation to pay. So how can you prove anything from fire? Uh, by fire, so it's something that damages while it's moving. And over here we're talking about a case where it already stopped moving, this uh, stone, etc. So how can you prove it completely from Aish? So the Gemara answer is, we can prove it from a pit. Because a pit, it doesn't move and it causes damage. And therefore, between the two of them, between Bor and Aish, you can learn out this case. So it's a Tzara Shava, in other words, the way that we learn out this concept, it's a, it's a hybrid, so to speak, of two different concepts. And therefore, that's what this word Tzara Shava in the Mishnah is coming to include, that uh, we have cases of hybrids. Rava says it's coming to include a different case, which is a hybrid, as we're going to see which is talking about a case of a bore a pit, meaning a, some kind of stone that's rolling around, uh, it's being kicked by other people, or by animals. What's the case? If the case is where you made it ownerless, so whether according to Rav, whether according to Shmuel, it's exactly the same thing as a regular case of a pit. If we find in regards to a pit, when, you originally, when it was originally placed there, it was something that could cause damage right away, and something that is incumbent upon you to watch. 
in the Nezek, This is exactly the same thing, because it was originally placed in a place where it could cause damage, and something that you have to watch. So rather, the cases where you did not make it effective, you didn't make it ownerless. Again, according to Shmuel, so it's going to come out that it's going to be exactly the same thing as a boar, because he holds that even where you didn't make it hefker, where you didn't make it ownerless, it's still learned out from the concept of a pit. So the Gemara answered, Really, I'll tell you that the cases where you did, in fact, make it hefker, make it ownerless. And it's not comparable to boar. Why? Because in regards to a boar, in regards to a pit, so your actions, when you dug out this pit, your actions cause that something or someone should be damaged. Uh, an animal falls in there. In this case over here, however, where you have a Borham's galgel, some, some kind of rock or something that's yours that's rolling around and eventually causes damage, so it's not just your actions, you just left it there, but it was kicked around by other people and it ended up being in a place where it caused the damage, so other people also were involved, so it's not completely your action. So, sure, you chiach. So, uh, an ox will prove it because we see by an ox that it's not just your action, true, it's your animal, but you see that it's an, the animal has a mind of its own, it's moving around and it's causing damage, it's on its own. So, it's it's not just your actions that cause it, so therefore we can prove from a shore, from an ox, that in fact in this case it's going to be a chayev, there's going to be an obligation for you to pay for any kind of damage. Malash short Sigmar says, wait, but how can you learn that from an ox? Because the way of an ox is for it to go around, and while it's on its journey, so to speak, then it causes damage. But this case is Rashi, so this this uh, rock, it stopped moving before it caused damage, and some animal tripped over it, and that's how the damage was caused. So it's not a good comparison to short, to the case of an ox. Sigmar answers, so we can return and learn it out from a boar, from a pit, because there, you see by a pit that it's not moving around, and it causes damage, and you have an obligation. So therefore, between the two of them, you can create a hybrid case, which is our case. We have a Boramis Galgil, this pit that's moving around, that neither of them, uh, the Chumra or the concept that's unique by each of them is is not by the other one. And therefore, you can learn out, despite the, the uniqueness of each of these cases, both the pit and the ox, nevertheless, they both have an obligation. So therefore, we can prove it to our case. There's also an obligation. Rav Adabar Ava Amar Lasuye Hadetanya. Rav Adabar Ava says, when it says in the Mishnah, that there's a hybrid case that's coming to include, it's coming to include the following Raisa. All of these that they said that it was permitted for a person to be able to open up their sewage and allow it to go into the street in those days, they would let the sewage, the garbage into the streets and empty out the Garfim Arasim and empty out their caves. So in the, in the sunny days, in the, in the summer, so they don't have permission to do that because it's going to dirty the streets. However, in the days, the rainy days, in the winter, so there is permission for them to open up their sewage because since the, the ground is already dirty and muddy, so therefore they're not making it any worse. So even though it's, they have permission, they have, they're allowed to do this, if because of what they did because they left their, their let their sewage out, so it caused any kind of damage. They still will have an obligation to pay. So now that's what it's coming to include in our Mishnah. Hey, what's the case? If the case is talking about as the person lets out his sewage into the street, that's when it causes damage. So that's his. That's just an extension of what he's done. It's the person himself. He's doing. It's like if a person drops something off of his roof and and it falls and hurts somebody. So that's directly a result of what of his actions, and therefore that's that's going to be. 
a case of Adam, of a regular case where a person causes damage. So rather, what we're talking about, where it causes damage after it stopped moving, what's the case? If it's where you made it ownerless, so again, like we said, whether according to Rav, whether according to Shmuel, that's exactly the case of a pit. If we find in regards to a pit, that when you when you put it out there, right away it can cause damage, it's your value, it's your thing, and it's upon you to, to watch it. There's two, in our case, it's talking about something where you put it outside, as soon as it's out there, it can cause damage. It's your value, and it's upon you, it's your obligation to, to make sure it doesn't cause damage. So the case is rather where we say that... Uh, you didn't make it onless. So Shmuel, the Makulami Bar Lamanu Hanubor. So again, according to Shmuel, so that's exactly the regular case of Bor. The Gemara says, La Ilam Nafgrin. Really, I'll tell you the case is talking about where you made it onless. So Veloy Dami Labor. It's not completely comparable to a case of a pit. Malabor, Shekin Shalebishus. When it comes to a pit, you've made it in a place where you didn't have permission to make that pit. Tamir Bahani de Bershus. Whereas in this case, so the sages permitted you to put it out there, so maybe you can't prove anything from Bor that there's going to be an obligation. We turned on Daf Vavam Abbas, page 6b. Show your Chiach. So the case of an ox will prove it because an ox, so you, it ha- you have permission to have that ox, you have permission for it to go out and walk in the streets, however you still have an obligation to pay, so therefore it will prove in our case so the Gemara says, wait, ma'ala shor, she came darkly look lahazik, so but how can you prove anything from a shore? there, it causes damage as it's moving, in this case it ca- it's, it, the damage was caused after it stopped moving Gemara says, bor so we can prove it from the pit, v'chazer hadin and it comes back, and if we go round and round we have tzad shove. we have this hybrid case that we learn out, and that that's going to be learned out from the case of Tzadashava. Ravina, Amar Ravina says a different thing that we can learn out from this from this uh, extra words in the Mishnah. La Asuya is coming to include the following Mishnah. If you have a wall or a tree that fell into the public domain, you can cause damage. So the person who owns that, where the with the wall or the tree, so he doesn't have to pay. Let's say the Bezdin, the court, gave him time. They said, you have to cut down this tree, you have to take down the wall, it's a dangerous wall, and it fell down uh, within that time, meaning before the time was up that they had given him to be able to, to, to take it down. So, Potter, so then he's not going to have an obligation to pay. However, if the time already passed that he had already been responsible to take it down, so then, then he would have an obligation to pay. So the Gemara says, Hey, Chidami, what's the case? If the case is where he made it ownerless, Again, whether according to Rav, whether according to Shmuel, it's exactly the same case as the case of a pit. What's the difference between a, a bore, a pit, that it's something that commonly causes damage, and it's upon you to watch it? So over here, their damage is something that's common. It's upon you to watch them. And if you didn't make it happy, if you didn't make it on our list, again, according to Shmuel, so it's exactly the same case as a case of a pit. Really, I'll tell you the case was... Uh, where you made it ownerless. It's not comparable to a case of a pit. Originally, when you make a bore, when you make a pit, originally, right away, it has the ability to cause damage. Whereas in this case, so it doesn't have the ability to cause damage right away. You originally made it. It was it was your wall or it was a tree. Sure, so we can prove it from sure because a shore, an ox, that goes down and damages when you originally bought it, when you originally had it. So it's not something that automatically, immediately has the ability to cause damage. So Therefore, we can prove from there that there's an obligation nevertheless. The Lord says, wait, how can you prove it from an ox? Because its way is, when it's causing damage, 
it's causing damage as it's moving around. Over here, we're talking about a case where it caused damage after it already fell, and it's not moving around. So, bor tochiyas, we can prove it from a pit that from we see there's an obligation even when it's not moving around because radin, and therefore it goes back, and we can learn it out from both of them to this case where the wall fell down or the tree fell down, and the bezin had told him that he has to do it and he hasn't done it within that amount of time. That in that case also there will be an obligation that's included in the mission in the words atzal shabashabahen. Now the Gemara continues, because we said in the Mishnah that if it causes damage, so there's a chiyuv obligation on the one who causes the damage, chav hamazik, the Mishnah says chav hamazik, chayuv hamazik, but you should have said chayuv, which means obligation, why did it say chav? Amar Rav Yehuda, Amar Rav, Rav Yehuda says in the name of Rav, Hai Tana Yerushalmihu. The Tana of this bright of this Mishnah, I'm sorry, is uh, from Yerushalayim, from from Israel. The Tana Lishna Klila, that over there they have a lighter lush and lighter way of saying things, and therefore he said chav instead of chayuv. We said that it is an obligation to pay the damages. We learned in a of karma yishalim that you have to pay the best of your field and the best of your vineyard. says we talk about the best of the fields, right? So there are different levels of fields. So what does it mean the best? Who's best? So it means the best of the one who got damaged. Rabbi Akiva, I'm Rabbi Akiva, says Rabbi Akiva says that when the Torah comes to tell you that you have to give the best one, it's saying that you have to the the person Person who's collecting for the damages gets the best that there is. And certainly it's true in regards to if you have to pay something to Hektish. We're going to see what all this means. Rabbi Shmuel, Ochal Shmena, Mishal Mishmena, Ochal Kush, Mishal Mishmena, the Gemara says, hold on a second. According to Rabbi Shmuel, who says that we go by the best property of the guy who got damaged. So that would imply that even if I cause damage, the Mazik, the one who's causing the damage, caused damage to a very low quality part of the Nizik's field, so he's still going to have to pay as if he damaged the best part of his fields, it doesn't really make sense. What's Rabbi Shmuel saying? Amar Rav Idi Bar-Avin, Rav Idi Bar-Avin says, Hachav Skin, what are we dealing with over here? Kigonch Achal Aruga, Ben Ha-Arugois. The case is where he ate uh, one of the rows, the animal ate one of the rows between the rows. Meaning, like on one side of the field, so they have, I guess, the higher quality rows of wheat or rows of whatever they're trying to grow. On the other side, they have a lower quality. So it ate right smack in the middle where it's not clear which side he ate from. From the better stuff, the worst stuff. What does he do? He has to pay as if he paid, as if the damage was the higher, the the higher quality thing. Rav says, hold on a second. If we know that he had in fact damaged something which was lower quality, what would he pay? Only the lower quality. Now that we don't know if he, if the damage was close to a low quality thing or a high quality thing, he's going to still have to pay for the higher quality thing. The one who the one who's coming to claim that there's a damage. So in general, there's a concept. That whoever is trying to make the claim, so he's the one who has to bring the proof. So if we have no proof, we don't know which one it is. So the best that he can get is the lower quality thing. So Rav Yaakov comes to explain to Rishmol as follows: What are we talking about over here? Where the highest quality piece of land that the Nizik had was as good as the lowest quality piece of land that the Mazik, the one who caused the damage, had. And this is what they're arguing about. Rabbi Shmuel holds the Nizik Shaiminon that we go after the the Nizik's best land. 
Meaning, so what's going to happen? The Nisik's best land is as good as the lowest quality land of the Mazik, of the damager. So therefore, the damager does not have to give any better than his own lowest quality land. Rabbi Akiva, so Rabbi Akiva holds, no, the Mazik Shaminun. If the damager has higher quality land than the best quality of the Nisik, of the guy who got damaged, he has to give his own best quality. It doesn't matter that the, that the person who got damaged, his highest quality is as good as the lowest quality of the damager. My time the Rabbi Shmuel. What's the reasoning of Rabbi Shmuel? Nemar Sadal Lamatav over here we have the word soda, and elsewhere we have the word soda, which means a field. Just like when we talked about the, the field previously, which meant when the field got damaged, so that was referring to the field of the one who got damaged. So too, when it says later on a field, and saying you have to give the best of his field, it's the same type of field, meaning the field of the one who got damaged. So therefore you have to give the best of the one who got damaged, which is the lowest quality of the one who caused the damage. What does Rabbi Kiva hold? It makes sense. The person who's paying, it has to be the best of his fields. That's what the verse says. He's paying. So who are we talking about? The person who's paying. So you have to give the best of his fields. So how does Rabbi Shmuel understand this? You actually have the, the verse itself, which implies that you give the best of the person who's paying, and the implication of the Gzir Shava, where we have the word Sada in both places, thus implying that you use the best of the person who got damaged, we actually have an explanation for each of these uh, for each of these circumstances where you will pay the best sometimes of the one who's paying and sometimes the best of the one who got damaged. Let's see. So the the case where we said that it will work, which will teach you that you use the best of the nizik, the person who got damaged, will be like we said, where we have the best of the nizik, the one who got damaged, is the worst, is equal to the worst of the one who caused the damage. And the verse itself, which seems to imply that you give the best of the one who caused the damage, will help in the following case. For example, the that the person who causes the damage, he has very good quality land and a very low quality land. And the person who got damaged has only a very high quality piece of land. The lowest quality land of the one who caused the damage, is not as great in value as the high quality land of the person who got damaged. So now, so meaning, so you have the lowest quality land of the person who got damaged, and in between uh, the lowest quality land and his highest quality land, so the Nizik, the person who got damaged, his land is somewhere in between. So now, so what do you do? So what we do is we say that you go after the best of the one who caused the damage. Because you can't say to him, well, listen, you come and collect from my lower quality land. Rather, what we do is we say that he only can collect, he only has the ability to, to, to pay from the best of his land. Even though the person who got damaged, uh, his best land is not equal to the best land of the person who caused the damage. We'll continue from this point with Hashem's help in the next Daily Daf.